Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Hahn, and this is episode 52 of Guided Self-Healing, Fearless Living. And today, we actually do guided self-healing. So we've gone through the whole The One Hour Miracle book, and now having given you all of the theory of life and the implications for healing and some of how you apply it, we're now going to do it. So <clears throat> let me start with how I start with my clients, which is a brief centering practice. So what I invite them to do, and what I'll invite you to do, unless you're driving, is to just pause for a second and shift your attention from up and out to down and in. And just enjoy breathing as deeply as you can into the diaphragm. And on the in-breath, I just want to invite you to literally lengthen the spine so it's like, and bring your shoulders back. So it's like you're really opening to life and the creative force that we call chi, which is all of life. So it's really opening to everything. And then on the out-breath, you come back in and just see where your attention goes when it's just free-floating about whatever is true for you, you know is true for you, or whatever, whatever's coming to you about where your attention is going. And then you can also go into what's touching your heart right now and really let your heart soften and you really open to what's here. So you do that about four or five times, breathing in, lengthening the spine, opening to chi, to all of life, breathing out, just to let your attention be free-flowing. And when you're really in alignment with that, what's touching your heart. And then I also invite you to, having done that and doing that, just to bring your attention down your legs, right through the soles of your feet. So it's like you are a tree and it's like you are sending down roots and you're holding Mother Earth and you are being held by Mother Earth which uh, sends back this energy right up through the roots and through the soles of your feet, filling you up with this sustaining, nourishing, nurturing energy. So you have everything you need right now, even if it doesn't seem that way in the outer world. And having done that, I just invite you just to tune in when you're in alignment with life and you have everything you need about whatever is true for you right now, what you know to be true, when you're in alignment with life and just opening in this way of active receptivity. And then <clears throat> when you open in that way, you check in with your heart and you say, when I'm in alignment with life, what is it that I truly long for if I could have what I aspire to or I intend when I am in alignment? And these of course are gonna be your intentions for your work. So you can then write down whatever, if you could have exactly what you're desiring, even if you're not sure it's possible, what would you aspire to or intend from the time? And you can write down one thing or many things, whatever you like. And that's how I begin with people. And that's how I'm beginning with you. And then just take a moment and make sure that you really are centered in what we call healing presence. And healing presence is the part of soul that really allows for us to become whole, to become integrated, to remember who we truly are. And that our bodies are ready to do the work, which means that we're hydrated enough 
and uh, and just make sure also that uh, it's a lot of things, but hydration is one for sure to make sure our bodies are ready to do the work. And uh, then to make sure that really open to everything and that you have allowed everything and written down everything that you desire from the time. And uh, then we have the bell of mindfulness in the background right now, which is a great thing. So we can just use that bell to remind us why we're here. And then <clears throat> having written that down, you can go in one of two ways. The first thing you can do is you can scan your body right away and see if there's any sensations. And if there is, you can just bring all your attention there and just say the sensations that are there, just become them. It's like you're an actor becoming a role. So you choose to bring all your attention to the discomfort, if that's what's here. And then just say, just ask it. What if you come to share about my intentions? Where are you beginning? What's happening? What do you need, if anything? And then you get actively receptive and you just will start to live out that other being or images might come to you or just knowing sort of like, it's like being in a play or watching a movie or um, like reading and being fully immersed in a novel and sort of knowing the characters from the inside out. But you remember now, of course, that you aren't the character. You're the one who is choosing become the character and that way you won't just unconsciously live out the stuck place you will consciously choose to become the one who's stuck and then you'll say i'm here with you i'm bearing witness i'm holding you with acceptance and with grace and that's the first way you do things the second way you can do things is to actually use the five-step protocol and the easiest way to do that of course is to get the book because the whole five-step protocol is in the book <clears throat> but the first step is that you just open to everything about what you might want from this time if you can get what you truly desire. You write it all down. And then using muscle testing, you can find out what's the most important thing to work on. It may be one of the things you write down. It may be all of the things you write down. If it's all of them, even if they seem like they're different, usually what it is is they're all different things that are unfolded into one narrative or it could be nothing you wrote down at which point you've been through all these patterns and either it's something you haven't thought of or it's one of the patterns in the book and you can just read the patterns in the book and see what resonates with you if you're not doing muscle testing and of course if you are doing muscle testing you can muscle test and see which one of the patterns it is and then the end of step one which is you know finding your destination is to make sure that all parts of you give permission to do the work and once you've done that, you're done with step one. Step two is, do we need some kind of clues or do we need to do something first? And the first kind of clue we find out is, can we work directly on whatever is the most important thing to work on, what we call the highest priority intention in step one? Can we work on it directly? If we can't work on it directly, does it equal or have the structure of one of our patterns? which would mean that the intention in step one and some universal theme are exactly the same story, just from different angles. So it's like giving you a clue. Or it might say that you have to do something first. And so it might say you wanna build a series of houses, so to speak, metaphorically, and there's a crack in the foundation underneath them. 
And so what you have to do is take care of the crack first, which is one of the patterns typically, or more than one of the patterns. And then you find out if there's anything more you need to do in the house after you've taken care of the thing that's underlying the thing you want to work on. So if you want to work on becoming a better writer, you know, well, if you're working on it directly, maybe a teacher when you were young said your writing was terrible and it, she said it in, or he said it in a way that was just really devastating. So it's directly, but you might underneath that have a belief that your father won't love you if you're a writer because at one point he basically said, you know, people are supposed to make money and I'm a banker and everybody should be a banker. And so if you, you had a belief that if you really lived your passion and what felt like true to your destiny, you would not have your father's love. So you might have to take care of your fear about not having your father's love before you actually worked on whatever might be blocking you literally from writing. So that's step two. Step three, again, is preparing for a journey. And when you're preparing for a journey, that typically means two things. Typically, whatever you're working on, you want to find out where it originated, where it crystallized, you could say, or what the root cause was, because everything after that is just an echo. And so you can literally, if you use muscle testing, you can ask, is, does it originate in your lifetime? Does it originate in another lifetime? And you don't have to believe in reincarnation to believe in other lifetimes. So first of all, there are two kinds of other lifetimes. One is earlier lives are through blood. So, you know, something may have happened to one of your ancestors or a whole series of them, and then it would be called genealogical. Or it could be in what we call the karmic line, which is energetic. So soul comes through blood. It also comes through energy. And then it would be what we call, if we believe in re reincarnation, we'd call it a karmic past life. Of course, if you don't believe that, then you just say, well, the most powerful, simple story for transformation is going to be a story that I'm not the main character in. And you can find out more about that, but you can think of it as personal mythology. You can think of it like an undreamed dream. So dreams, we have many characters. And of course, we create all of them. And it's the same thing with our own imaginal worlds. Or you can think of it like adult play therapy, where you're just, you know, playing, but you're playing in the inner worlds, not literally playing in the outer worlds with, you know, a bunch of uh, dolls and, you know, a sand tray or something. But the sand tray and all of the characters are inside of you because we are, of course, all multiples. And <clears throat> so we find out who's here. And so we find out, is it you from an earlier point in this life? It could even be you from a later point, and that feels more like a warning, or it could be you from a future life, but mostly that's not the case. Um, or it could be anybody because we are a collection and so what I'd say is you can find out literally where it originates, or you can find out if you have to work on an archetype. So we have, not only do we have living beings inside us, but we have uh, roles inside us like kings or exiles or scholars or servants or protectors or whatever. You can ask that also. So you can find out who's there, but typically, mostly we don't work with identity roles. We work with living beings who are either just the ones who are stuck in our original intentions 
or if we have patterns, we the patterns in life-centered therapy tend to be more relational, like seduction. So you're either a seducer or a seduced or neglect. So you're either neglected or you were a neglector or whatever it is. So it's it's looking at a relational dynamic. And um, and also may say you need to work on a core archetype. All of these things we've talked about in these earlier podcasts. The core archetype is an identity archetype, but it's one that is about our fundamental motivation and ways of paying attention that influences all of our stories. And if that's the case, of course, we talked about that at great length and we use the structure and the framework called the Enneagram. So <clears throat> part, the first aspect of step three is we find out where we're gonna go to heal something, which is typically where it crystallized. And then, yep, we do to prepare. Prepare as we see if we are to find some kind of practice or intervention even before we go on the journey and take the journey of healing. And if it's as we are too, um, we've taught you several interventions over the course of these podcasts. And, uh, you know, so it might be some kind of tapping intervention or some kind of hands on healing or some kind of eye movement or crossing the midlines or some kind of uh, vibrational practice like light or sound or sacred dance, or it might be a spiritual practice like completing a death process or it might be, excuse me, um, some kind of forgiveness practice like making amends. There are innumerable interventions and practices that move energy including, you know, screaming or whatever. And of course, um, literal matter moves energy too. So, you know, for some of you, it might be medic medication or um, anything, you know, some people are now exploring and working with uh, hallucinogenic interventions. Or... So there's no limit to the kinds of interventions we could discover. That's step three. So once you've prepared for the journey in step three, step four is, of course, taking on the journey. How do we do that? We find out when you really are allowing the one who's stuck, stuck excuse me, what do you feel in the body? And there'll be some kind of discomfort. And just remember, if you say, I'm feeling nothing, that's answering the question. If I say, what are you feeling in the body? You say, I'm feeling nothing. That is a feeling. So I then say to you, this funny statement, which is, where in the body are you feeling? I'm feeling nothing. And I have not yet had a person who couldn't answer that question, believe it or not, because feeling nothing does have, is literally a sensation, sensation of no sensation. Um, so we're always answering the question, even if we think we're making a commentary, as we will see, you can't step outside the process. Everything is part of the process, including if I ask you, what do you feel in the body? You say, I feel nothing. You might think you're saying, you know, in 2022, everything feels as it always does. But I will tell you, if you search around for the sensation of I feel nothing, you will find even intuitively where you're feeling, I feel nothing. So everything is literal and everything is part of the process. These are our two gems. So once you found the sensation, you're gonna to choose to bring all your awareness to that sensation. Like you're gonna to choose to become it from the inside out in the same way that an actor 
would choose to be a role. And this is perhaps the most healing thing you can do. Because when there's a trauma, we unconsciously become that sensation. We think it's who we are. And then we act out in the world what their story is. But the second we choose to become them, it's like an actor becoming enrolled in something. We know that even if we're fully enrolled, we are not that person. We are just choosing to be them. And then we bear witness to them. We hold them. We say, I'm here with you. I accept you. And then we say to them, okay, so you teach us. Where are you beginning and what's happening? What have you come to share about whatever the intention is? And then if you're doing this work for yourself, you might start to literally become them, at which point you've chosen to become them and just remember your character in a play or a movie or a novel. Or images might come to you, like pictures, like you're watching a movie, or memories might come to you, and sometimes they come visually. But sometimes it's just like you have a felt sense and you say, oh, I know what's happening here. And something touches you and you know what, you know, when you focus on the sensation, you know what their story is, you know what they're experiencing, you know what they're feeling, you know what they're imagining, because you are them from the inside out. You've chosen to be them. So then you just let them share their story. And you can say it out loud, which I often do when I'm working by myself. Um, if you're working with somebody else, you just let them share their story and wait until it seems like the story is over. And you'll know the story is over because something will happen with the sensations. And when the story is over, you then say, okay, if you found the practice, uh, do we now do the practice, which invariably you will, whether it's one of the practices in your book, if you've got the book or just something that comes to you intuitively. Um, and if there was no practice that you had to find in the beginning, you can do a double check and say, now that we know the story, are there any practices? And the thing you need to know is the most powerful practice is just to align with a dense energy by choice and then to align with the highest loving energy you can. That is just unconditional love. And really, if you want to know, that's what does healing is to bring a heightened vibration to a denser vibration to help it go back into its pure form, which is energy. And when you've done those things, you can see if there's any connections you need to make between the story and what the original intention was, because our minds, of course, can rest in the things that, oh, that's why I've had fear of crowds, or oh, that's why I have reactions to loud sounds, or oh, that's why I'm depressed or whatever. The mind just rests because it now makes sense. And then our hearts are open and uh, we realize something, we've got a revelation. And uh, so we can make those connections. And then you see if you're balanced. And if you're balanced, you can feel this intuitively sense it. You'll feel stronger in your body. And when you check for where those sensations were, they just will have disappeared because, of course, when there's some place we're stuck and there's something that can't be handled, energy slows down by this tune of speed of light squared and becomes matter, which in our case, we feel is a discomfort. And when we are just with it, with no agenda, and just saying, I'm here with you in your pure form, it goes back into its pure form, which is energy, which means the sensation just disappears. And then that's how you'll know that something is different. So once that happens, and you're done with that, 
if the sensations are gone, that's great. If they're not gone, you have to find out, is it because it's part of the story you can ask, or is it a whole other level that's popped up, or does that sensation have something more it wishes to share before it just transforms, or will it just dissolve on its own? Because sometimes, you know, particularly if there are things in this lifetime that have really affected you very powerfully, sometimes it takes a little while for the sensation to go back into its pure form. And then we go to our conclusion, which is to make sure we can, having taken the journey, we can bring it home and live differently. And we ask if there are any lessons that we have learned. We ask a whole series of questions, which are in the book, is there any withdrawal, which means you've done such a deep piece of work, or any limitation, which means something could unravel the work, or do we need to change our behavior in any way, at which point we have to commit to doing that, or shall we future pace, which means really fully imagine and experience how our life is already different, like we're living the life of our true intention and our true desire right now, and we experience it in every way imaginable, or do we need a way of reminding ourselves of the healing work we've done? We ask a whole series of questions like that. And then at the end, you get to choose, do you want your life to be different? Because now at least you're no longer stuck. But if you don't want it to be different, you don't have to be, because at the end of the day, that's called free will. Free will is two things, really. Will we choose when we were suffering to bring our attention and find the nature of the suffering by finding the body sensation, right? And then choosing to be it and letting it become free so that we are free of suffering and then we are free, you know, to live the life that's in alignment with who we truly are when we're making a contribution. That's first free will. But the second free will is to say, you know, do I want to live a different life? Now that I know, you know, why I've been stuck, do I want to choose? Because, you know, that can be very scary for some of us, you know, either we have to change our behavior or maybe even our whole life. Oftentimes that's not the case because all you're doing is letting go of some kind of stuck energy and it just life will change all by itself. You don't have to do anything. So that's called affirming it to say, I agree in your own words, like you're making a sacred covenant with yourself about what you have a willingness to do now in terms of living a different life. And if you are willing to, if you're willing to take responsibility and be accountable in a whole new way. And then we ask, of course, can we tune in to our deepest wisdom or our highest guidance or guides or source or whatever it is for you? Is there anything that we wish to share for my healing? and highest good and the healing and highest good of all life. And it will say yes or no. And then you just ask if the work is complete and if you're done, and if it says you are, take a moment and just really be with yourself and sit and just see if there's anything more you need as a way of completion. And then the only thing I would suggest is if you have an intention that you've worked on, you want to know if it worked. So take, you know, just a little time at the end of every day and say either do my symptoms go away or is my whole relationship to them changed to such a degree that I no longer am judgmental or anxious or compulsive or whatever it is but it's just part of life because at the end of the day that's where we're at if we could just say yes to everything then we're free and then life just becomes this journey of exploration as opposed to this place where we're stuck in, you know, our limitation because of our craving or our aversion or our forgetting what's truly important. So that's how we do the work.
please do get the one hour miracle book. All of the protocol is in there. Or of course you can do our training if you want to learn how to do it with much more depth because we train you on how to do this. And you can go to our website, which is called lifecenteredtherapy.com. And you will find all about our book and about our trainings and about the work and about all of our certified practitioners. And if, of course you want to get in touch with me, you can just write A-H-A-H-N-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-